0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. How do you make music when you're in a relationship with your bandmate? Babe Hoven is a band out of Hudson, New York, and they've just released a beautiful new EP called Sunk via the label Double Double Whammy. Today, I'm talking with Maya Bond and Ryan Albert about making music together while also being in a relationship. We also get into their work ethic, dealing with past family trauma, setting boundaries and good communication skills, and daily dance parties. All of this and much more on today's music therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. My name is Jessica Risker. I am a musician based here in Chicago, Illinois, and I am also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Music Therapy is a mental health podcast for fans of music. Please visit musictherapypodcast.com for previous episodes and upcoming events. Speaking of events, we have an event coming up this Wednesday. It's a live taping of Music Therapy at Cafe Mustache. This is our group session, which we have every month, where I interview a full band. And this month, I'm going to interview Desert Liminal. Desert Liminal makes amazing music. They have a brand new album out on Whited Sepulchre Records. They are going to do a live performance. We're going to talk about their band dynamic, how they work together, how they fight, how they figure out their creative ideas. They're going to do a live performance. And I'm also going to have a special appearance by my esteemed colleague, Dr. Leslie Tanner. So that's going to be this Wednesday night, Cafe Mustache. The doors are at 8 p.m. I hope to see you out there. So today I'm talking with Beethoven. And here's Beethoven's bio. Since starting Beethoven in Portland, Oregon in 2017, Maya Bond has shown herself to be a gifted, hard-on-sleeve songwriter, using music to peel back the layers of her own experiences, sometimes sad, sometimes surreal, always vividly rendered, to reveal universal emotional truths hidden in the most intimately personal of details. So today I'm talking with both Maya and her partner, Ryan Albert, who is also part of Beethoven. As a therapist, I see couples frequently, but usually when couples come into therapy, it's because they're having some kind of issue or sometimes it's kind of tense. So it was a real treat to talk to a couple that are in a really good spot with their relationship. And it was really interesting to hear how two musicians work together while also being in a relationship We talked about their process of coming up with material, on giving each other feedback, on how they work through if they disagree, how they communicate, and a whole lot more. We also talk about how Maya uses music and songwriting to deal with grief and loss and family trauma, how setting boundaries is important, how she's learned to change her communication style to have a healthy dynamic with Ryan. And of course, we're going to talk about their brand new EP, Sunk. So let's turn to my conversation with Maya Bond and Ryan Albert of Beethoven. Uh, Thank you guys so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: So I start off every show the same way, which is where I ask um, my guest, to kind of orient us to your life. And um, I, I guess I'll ask this of each of you. What does a typical week these days look like for you?
2: Um, a typical week in my life looks like recording four days a week in our bedroom, in my bedroom with Ryan. Um, and Three days of the week, I work at a clog and vintage clothing store in the town that we live in. Um, I also knit a lot and I read a lot while I work. (laughs) Uh, So it's kind of a nice, like, respite there to just kind of sit and hang out. Um, And uh, we also live with four other housemates in this quite large house in the woods here. And uh, um, our housemates are all really amazing, talented, creative femmes, and just great people. So we, we have a lot of like game nights. We make dinner all together a lot. We have people over we uh dance we have like dance mornings three days a week um, Dan- you
0: have dance mornings three days a week
2: we do yeah we yeah. wake up and dance um are
1: those
0: me- are those set days or is that just when it's it
2: yeah, do- Friday is
0: okay you
1: yeah. make me do it too
2: yeah yeah Ryan gets involved um also I I love to hike um I grew up in Southern California in like the Chaparral Oak Forest and I hiked every day as my kind of early, you know, music and hiking was my like respite and kind of channeling and processing time. So hiking, I like to go on like a short, you know, like hour tops hike. Every other day, every day if I can, even in the snow. But it's kind of been hard these days because we um are also very busy with like releasing this new album, and also we just have been recording or filming music videos and um yeah. and just recording uh, a in lot. General. So it's kind of like a seven day a week. Yeah. We are always working on something, and we cook a lot for yeah. you know ourselves as well. So it's yeah we do a lot mm. of of stuff yeah that's okay, to you
0: where it, let me sorry to cut you yeah. off i wanted to ask where where are you guys right now oh where are you yeah looking?
2: good question we are in hudson new york um which is right on the hudson river you might guess from the name um and we live in the woods like 15 minutes outside of hudson which is actually kind of a small city it's 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 a pretty vibrant spot, so it's nice we get to um, live in the woods and also have kind of a nearby small city that we work in and see people um, and have, like, a lot of creative
0: community to be around. Okay, great. So, Ryan, yeah, Ryan, you were going to tell us about a typical week.
1: My typical week right now is not typical of my normal life, um, but... Right now, I'm just pretty much recording seven days a week, uh, for with Babe Hoven, and just really digging into that, and just really trying to get some good work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's like now, but that's not really the norm in my life. This is kind of the first time I've ever been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Or this, I had like three and a half jobs, and I worked like six or so days a week. Um, like working with uh, a woodworker, furniture maker, a recording studio, uh, art gallery, and a vintage clothing store as well, um, while trying to find time for music stuff as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's normally what it would be like, just kind of going crazy trying to pay rent, but and, like student loans, but now. I have this really lucky time where I'm able to just record, which feels really amazing and nerve wracking, but really amazing.
0: So did you leave those jobs in order to do that?
1: Yeah, I left pretty much all of them. Um, I mean, I would say it's a hiatus, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, except for the art gallery. But um, all those other jobs are, you know, I'll probably go back to at some point. So, yes.
0: So when it comes, I mean, you have scheduled dance parties. I'm wondering if you have, um, you know, right. It sounds like you're doing recording every day. Might sounds like you're doing it kind of when you're not working four days a week, you said um, what, you know, I think a lot of artists and musicians think about their creative discipline. Some people struggle with getting themselves to write or work on things. Some people are pretty diligent about it or think of it as a job how do you guys approach it? Do you have set times that you do this? Do you do it when the mood strikes? What does it look like for you?
2: Well, we pretty much work on music
0: all
1: the time. All
2: day, every day.
1: <laughs> even when even when we don't want to. So I guess like that is kind of, it, yeah, it's like a, a normal job. You have to show up.
2: Mm-hmm. We're really hard workers and we're also on a deadline. Yeah. So... Like we are trying to have this album done. This this is our first full length album that we're recording currently, and mm-hmm. we're. It's ideally well. It has to be done, um, kind of early to mid. Well, mid February yeah. to late February. Okay. And we're going on tour for a month or two months. Still kind of figuring that out, but it's a. Uh, um. We don't really have the like we can just work on it when we want to mentality because we have to get it done. But also even before that, like before having like a label.
1: This is, we just like tried to work as hard as we could because it's like for us, I mean, it's different from my songwriting, but for actually recording, like more of like the spectrum of Beethoven that I'm working on, it's kind of like you just have to show up and you have to try. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to get anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can wait around until I feel inspired or whatever, except, you know, that if I have the time or if I make the time, that's usually like when things will happen. because other than that, it would kind of be like lucky or something. So I feel like I'm like, I have to show up, you know, to able to let those things happen. So we really treat it like, like a, a, A job a very intense job job. and a lot of times like i'll work on something and i'll bring it to maya and i'm like i don't know if i like this she's like i don't she doesn't know if she likes it and we spend three days on it really working on it and then it's just like you know what we don't like this Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you know and like we have to let it go go, which is devastating if you look at like the hours we spent on Mm -hmm. it thing with art is it doesn't matter if you don't like it who cares how long you spent on it
2: yeah there's no time wasted
1: it's no time wasted we learn that we don't like this thing yeah which is really helpful
2: and i'm sure go ahead oh i was just gonna say ryan is ryan is an exceptionally hard worker and just a deeply motivated and committed person which feels so good for me for a number of reasons, obviously, but one of the major ones is that I write very quickly. I write a lot of songs, so like in
1: an instant.
2: Yeah, like I write stream of consciousness where I just press record on my voice memos, and like I'll feel something coming out, and then it just comes out as a song, and I go back and write it down. And so you know, it's it's a little that is amazing. You know, that's an amazing skill, I guess is the word, or just i feel like honored that i am able to do this because it feels like a thing to have uh, it. yeah it's like a chat it's a channeling and i actually don't have to be present for it it's just kind of comes out of me and then i can go back and write it down which feels really special but one of the kind of i don't i, want, I don't want to seek downsides but just one of the there's like a stressful aspect to that which is that i just have so many songs <laughs> like are you know not to sound to toot my own horn but they're good songs so we, we like want to record them mm-hmm. But it ends up just being this, like, a little bit overwhelming. Like, okay, we have to like record because we have, you know,
1: we have like, so many, so songs many songs on deck. On
2: deck, and and it's exciting. Like, we're you know we're working on this eleven song. I think eleven songs, just
1: songs, a lot of songs. Yeah,
2: album right now, and and we have songs already. You know, going for the next one. Uh-huh. So there's just kind of always like a momentum that feels very um exciting but all this is to say the the pressure kind of falls onto Ryan sometimes because it's you know I'm not actually I don't have the technical I didn't study music I don't I don't know how to you know I can help record a little bit I can press the space bar or whatever and be like around for it but it's really Ryan is recording and we're co-producing together but it's it's really Ryan's um baby as like a recording project uh-huh. and it's kind of yeah
1: they're my songs uh, yeah
2: they're my songs but then they kind of become our songs, our songs because ryan adds so much to the yeah. table and creates the orchestration a lot of the time you know we kind of what's amazing about it is ryan will come up with all these ideas and i can i can just be like yes no
1: yeah i'll like bring my uh, uh platter
2: yeah uh-huh. Like,
1: like this, do you like this, do you like this? And then it like through that, uh, it becomes a Babe Beethoven song, mm-hmm. which is really helpful for me because, uh, we're talking mental health therapy wise.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I have, a a critic, internal critic that is relentless. And so I can come up with ideas, but I can't validate that they're any good. Oh, uh-huh maya can she's like this is good so i could come up with these orchestrational things but i have a hard time being like this is the part but you know what i mean
0: is it harder because you're doing it like is it easier to hear one of maya's ideas for the first time and be like that's a good idea maybe that one's not as strong
1: yeah absolutely and like i have like yeah i think some things that i write are good or that I'm happy with, except just pulling the trigger with recording the idea of permanence. Mm -hmm. I I have a hard time with that. But Maya is like, no, this is it. This is the part. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thank
0: you. Yeah, that's great. That's great that you guys can bounce off each other like that and have that affirmation um, instead of getting lost in that self doubt or just being too close to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wanted to ask about, um, a couple things. The first, I'll ask this first. So Maya, you're saying, you know, you're, you're feeling very inspired and, and having a lot of songs kind of move through you. Do you feel like there is a, um, time frame in which you guys need to work on them so that they feel there's a freshness to them? Or is it once they're out there, they're out there, they can sit and wait and you can come back to it later.
2: Well, it's actually kind of amazing that you'd ask this right now, because, because I just wrote a song um,
1: Two two days ago
2: that I think is the best song I've ever written. And it feels so good to play it. So we kind of, shifted gears really fast from the song we'd already demoed that we were about to record and fully like finish. And I was like, we have to record this song right now because it feels so exciting and perfect. Like I'm so in this song right now. Mm-hmm. And the other song that we were working on felt very stale and um, kind of on the list of songs where, where Ryan was saying, like, you work for days on something. And then we're kind of like, do we don't like actually this. like mm-hmm. this? I would never listen to this. <laughs> so um anyway that is all to say yes the answer is yes I definitely feel that there's a time limit sometimes although that being said there are times for example we have a song on the sunk album called 20 dread chilies that I wrote in 2018 and actually like couldn't even really listen to for two years because it was just too much for me and and actually, a lot of our songs end up being, like, it's Usually,
1: like, years, two years two years out, year and a half later, out.
2: I'll go back to it. And then I kind of feel like there's this renewed freshness when you kind of give it enough time as well. So it's a little bit of both. Like, sometimes the stale energy can reignite in your mm-hmm. heart. It doesn't stay stale, but often there is a temporal, like, there's a time know, limit? Excitement. Yeah. Like, for example, with this new one, it feels just like, holy
0: moly, <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. So what what is it about, why does it feel hard to listen to something, or maybe you're talking just about some particular songs, but why does it feel hard to go back and listen to those and why you need the time again?
2: Well, specifically with 20 Dried Chilies, I talk about like familial trauma really directly. And I talk about some instances of like pretty intense abuse that um, I wasn't even really ready to speak about, which is interesting about the stream of consciousness thing. Like sometimes things will come out that I'm just, you know, processing in the moment that people... Or sometimes randomly, I'm not even processing this. Like, it feels like I'm not even thinking about something that comes out in the music. So, um, you know, in that way, it can be somewhat therapeutic in a way that can be a little embarrassing, honestly. Mm -hmm. It feels expository or too raw, Um, so I have to be careful. And for example, with 20 dried chilies, that was one of the first songs where I intentionally changed the names of people who I was singing about, because I realized that it actually feels like an expose when Mm -hmm. you use people's names directly in these kinds of contexts. So that makes me feel a little safer. Once I changed people's names, it was, it, it, it opened a new door for me to be able to just sit with the song. Um, but, yeah, I think really uh, in 2018 when I wrote the song, I was in a very different place emotionally than I and am physically. now. And physically, yeah. We
1: moved like four times. Yeah, we have moved a
2: lot. And now mm. I feel that I'm in, um, which is kind of what the Sunk album is about in a lot of ways, or at least the the title and kind of the energy behind it is that I feel – different now than I did before.
0: (laughs) So can you be more specific about the word sunken and how that relates to how you're feeling?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So sunk is for me, you know, if you look at the album art, it's this photo of Ryan holding Woody, our dog up and there's a rainbow in the background Mm -hmm. and it's very, like kind of joyous beautiful imagery and also it's funny because Woody has this very deadpan like sad look on his face which Woody is Woody kind of
1: has like a sitting <laughs> sad boy face yeah he
2: yeah. has he has like an underbite and just kind of looks like forlorn a lot but he in this photo there's this kind of beautiful imagery and then Woody's like kind of beautiful sad face and
0: And Woody is I, because I don't think we mentioned this while we were recording Woody is your dog Yes,
2: yes, Woody is
1: our dog. Woody Woody's, is a- Woody's our, our boy.
0: Adorable uh, dog. Yes. Thank
1: you.
2: Yeah, and basically sunk for me is about accepting sunkness, accepting that I have sunk, but not necessarily in a sad way, in the way that, like, I feel that I've been treading water and desperately <sighs> trying to keep my my – life, my relationships, a lot of like really painful connections in my life afloat and, you know, experiencing this almost like desperate need to maintain connections that hurt me Mm. and that make me feel deeply unwell. And, and finally in 2020, the year of you know, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty, I accepted that I could not continue on in the path that I was on, and and I I, I sunk like it kind of felt like this um, giving up, this like royal sinking. And when I reached the bottom of the ocean in this kind of example of my heart, um, I found a dog and a rainbow and a beautiful home, and this like extremely powerful partner relationship. That's also my music relationship, which we already had, but it's just kind of grown more and more that I've accepted this ending, like kind of the ending of some cycles that feel so relieving. And I feel that by sinking, I am breathing new air. Better like, like I'm, yeah, I'm now a fish. <laughs> like I ha- I can breathe underwater, which is funny because you spend so much of your life desperately afraid of this thing. Like, you know, without getting too much, I don't really want to talk too much about like, exam- like what I'm exactly talking about, but just to give like a general overarching perspective, I'm talking about family and which is what most of my music is about. It's about familial pain, which has been most of my pain. And I feel that I am now, which is part of why 20 dried chilies feels acceptable to sing even Mm. is because I'm just in a different, I'm no longer treading water. Like I am just losing my life.
0: Did, was there in 2020, was there some kind of incident or some precipitating factor that allowed you this letting go, this, this sinking?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think part of the major incident was just quarantine, you know? Mm -hmm. And Ryan and I were quarantining um, in Vermont, where he's from, alone, pretty much. Like, at this time, we were basically entirely alone, besides Woody. Um, And, like, occasionally seeing his family, but it was... uh, it was a time of pretty extreme isolation and, you know, a very fruitful time for us musically and creatively. And also I am like a pretty deeply social person. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So it was, um, it was very challenging. And I think that exacerbated and also just the, the, the the physical distance that I had from
3: Mm -hmm.
2: my, my before life felt, um, you know, in a lot of ways, I actually, you know, and I, I do feel a little like, should I say this, but...
1: I, it's space for processing, basically, yeah. and sure. Yeah.
2: yeah, but I guess you know, I was just about to say, I, I think in some ways, I'm actually really grateful for what this time has brought to me. Yeah. You know, I'm not grateful for COVID by any stretch of the imagination. There's silver
1: linings there. Yeah, but
2: there's a lot of change, a lot of, like, mm-hmm. intense introspection
0: <laughs> yeah 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 gotcha um let me ask you about you you have a uh, the song fugazi can you talk about can you talk about the song
2: absolutely yeah so fugazi just came out um january 19th uh, it is the first single announcing our upcoming EP, Sunk, which will be out 3, 4, March 4th. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Fugazi is, um, I think, one of the best songs we've ever released. Yeah. It's it's the song that I believe got us, like, our new record deal and kind of... Double-double whammy. Yeah, with our, like, dream label, Double-double whammy. It's one of these songs that's, like, very, very simple in, you know, in construct and lyrically it's quite simple but what really comes through at least in my opinion with this song is just some um deeply tapped in emotional expulsion and the song actually isn't even that quote-unquote sad which is interesting because it's gotten a lot of like response thus far like this song is so sad i just like can't stop crying when i listen to it we've heard that a lot and it's like get
1: ready for the rest of the album
2: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think of this song as a sad song. We're not trying
1: to write trauma porn.
2: Yeah, I just think this song is like a little sexy, honestly. It feels like kind of a sexy song, kind of sultry. I'm like singing very low.
1: just got a new drummer and Uh he's visiting us from the city and he's blasting away in the basement right now on drums and we forgot to tell our housemates that that is the deal right now
0: (laughs) uh that's funny that's that's exciting new drummer
1: i know Uh, yeah it's really weird actually in a good way it's great but yeah a lot of these songs that uh every song that's on sunk we, and Nastavi Calliope, our record before this one, we've never played with a full band
3: ever. Uh-huh.
1: And yeah, I mean, ever since I joined Beethoven, we've never played with a full band, yeah. actually. So even just having a drummer is pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Like, exciting, you know. Yeah, so, it's pretty really great. Yeah.
0: Have you played yeah. live with the drummer yet?
1: No,
2: this is our first time playing with the drummer today.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) We're like, whoa, it's crazy.
2: But kind of to take it back to Fugazi, we were playing Fugazi today with this drummer, Ryan, the drummer and I, and it felt so good to have this chance to play. Yeah. Like, with this kind of solid group, he's a really good drummer and it feels just like dreamy we're yeah we're very very kind of head over
1: heels feels weird yeah someone's like willing to do this so we feel really honored and happy
2: um but yeah i would love to do you want to have do you have anything to say about fugazi or just
1: no i mean i think that my role in the fugazi world really Beethoven, Mm -hmm. is just to uplift maya's words and her talent. Um, And just try to create the atmosphere that links up with the emotion uh, that she's bringing across through her music and just trying to not match that, but just, you know, amplify it and make it just, yeah, having a hard time exactly pinpointing it, but basically just Matching her emotional level via the the music and the orchestration behind it.
0: Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um so you guys have a really special relationship. You're in a romantic relationship and you yeah. guys also write and work together and um I'm interested in, in how, how does that look? How let me start with this question. How how long have you guys been together?
1: Since like May of twenty eighteen, I'd say. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: Yeah, it's
1: well, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. there's some grayness there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And did you meet under musical circumstances? No, and
1: I was working for Maya's mom actually. Yeah. Um, so and yeah,
2: yeah, I was I was living in in Portland and. Um, I came home after I graduated college for like three days and I met Ryan and I had no plans to move to LA and Ryan did not know that I was in like fully in love with him, <laughs> but I was like, I'm moving to LA. <laughs> and then I just moved back to LA and, um, and it worked out. Wow. But, yeah. It was kind of like, um, I mean, yeah we can take this with a grain of salt because well who knows if this really exists but I think it was love at first sight like when I saw Ryan it was like oh my gosh like I felt like it felt like as if my like I was like orbiting Mars and then all of a sudden I saw the sun and was like like my whole gravity was just like pulled towards him and I felt just like okay this is the person I want to know and be around, like even if it doesn't end up being romantic, like I have to be around this person. Wow!
0: Yeah, well,
1: thank you, Maya. My <laughs> goodness. <Dude. laughs>
0: yeah. I was, I was just thinking, you know, I do um, as a therapist, I work with couples, and I was just thinking about, you know, usually when couples come to me, they're they're not always like in a really bad spot, but it's just nice to see two people, and the conversation we're having is about how much you you just like each other and it just is happy (laughs) we're not talking about problems i'm not assuming everything's perfect but that's funny and that's very
1: sweet really good
2: it's pretty great yeah like i think part of what's so special about our relationship is that we have both grown so much both or not even both just as people like in every facet i feel like from each other like i've learned so much which is part of like the journey i feel like i'm currently on and it is entirely because of Ryan just because he the way that we communicate with each other is so beautiful and like or ideally you know we try to like Ryan yeah. is just one of those people who just like never says anything mean to be mean like he just on purpose
1: I can be mean but yeah, it's never of course.
2: <laughs> like he's, I get
1: into we call it recording Ryan yeah uh-huh. um, and what that translates to is is I get very into what I'm doing And like my brain is just like going, going, just like this is what we need to do right now. And then I'm in like the Beethoven world. But then like recording will stop or I take lunch or we take lunch. But I'm still in that mindset. Mm -hmm. And I might just be like more direct than like I might be more of a harsher communicator. But it's like I never mean it to be mean. It's always just like my brain is just like. I'm in this whole other world. Yeah. Not enough,
0: gets, yeah. Not enough Maya, bandwidth to...
1: Exactly. Right. Maya, Maya's version is, this happens to her when she plays The Sims, Sims 4. <laughs> uh, she'll she'll be like, pick up glass of water. And, and she's just like, she's just, she, she has I start the Sims bossing, brain.
2: I start bossing him around because I'm so used to
1: Sims. telling
2: my son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. That's funny.
2: So, but, like I'll just tell him it's no. very yeah it's going.
1: But yeah, other than that, our communication is pretty great.
2: Well, I mean, that's kind of where I was headed with this. All is like he is the first person in my life that I've ever been really close with who just has kind of taught me how to communicate lovingly in a way that makes everyone feel safe. Mm. And that's never a part of my di- like my internal dialogue before. I that's not how I was raised. That's I just uh, like for me it was like you get hurt, you get angry and you apologize, you maybe apologize. You just kind mm-hmm. of move on. There's like a lot of like harsh energy. There's a lot of, you know, yeah, aggression. And uh, yeah. at least that's how, how I was for sure um, in a close relationship with like, mo- not with friends really, but just, I mean, it, very occasionally, but mostly just with r- romantic relationships or family. But I, I really feel so, and like deeply grateful to Ryan for being who he is because it was like the first time in my life where someone was like, you know, the way you just communicated with me made me feel unsafe and I don't want to feel unsafe with you. And, you know, just like a genuine heartfelt response rather than like, I get angry, you get angry. We like say mean things to Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. So it just feels like, yeah, the, I, I, I'm so happy to be to know ryan and also just to work with ryan and we have on top of that all it's like we are like perfectly suited collaborators yeah which feels just like the seal uh you know the like cr- whatever the cherry on top where it's like
1: feels pretty crazy
2: yeah and it's the kind of relationship where it's like no matter what happens in life because like this rocking strange and whatever like i feel just so certain that like we will always be like connected to each other yeah that feels very special i I
1: think it's you know soulmate stuff yeah and it's weird to have uh that in like a romantic romantic sense but also in a musical sense so it's kind of like i want it feels like i won the lottery actually (laughs) (laughs) you know where it's just like wow, the whole package yeah. right here in front of me, you know. I mean, it's weird to be with, I always say, I always tell people that it's like, it's really awesome and saves me and my partner a lot of emotional labor when I actually really, really, really love every song Maya has ever written. hmm I never had to once fake it and be like, oh, yeah, that that was a good song. Where in my head, I'm like, I'm going to pull my ears off. (laughs) It's usually like I after Maya plays me a song or just stream of consciousness writes a song. I'm usually like, wow, this is what it must have been like to watch Elliot Smith write a song or I'm just like watching like I think a songwriting genius unfold something like in front of me. It's like a magic trick. I'm like, wow, you made two chords really good.
0: <laughs> wow, you guys are... This, this It's almost too much. This is amazing. <laughs> um,
1: we could talk about we how we ate each other.
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's, it's really sweet. Um, and it does feel very um, special. I think that would... Uh, especially for as long as you guys have been together at this point and the way that you're feeling about things now. I want to go back to something, if you don't mind, Maya, um, talking about, you know, how you learned to communicate in conflict and how that has changed in this relationship. That's, you know, a really common theme that I work with clients on all the time is how do I handle it when I get upset and figuring out, where all this came from, and how do I change it? And how do I change it when I'm in the moment of feeling really emotionally escalated? And um, it sounds like Ryan has been a, kind of a space of quiet but firm place to give you the feedback um, yeah. and not just meet your energy and kind of create that defensive wall. I'm wondering if, for you, if that has become, and it sounds like that's really changed you. I'm wondering if that has become easier over time to interact differently when you're upset, or does that something you still feel you have to really work at?
2: Yes. I mean, yes to both. It's something I still work at a lot. Um, But it's, it becomes rarer and rarer that I get, you know, hurt the way that I used to get hurt too. Cause I think that part of the, you know, the thing with anger and, and aggression is often people are just really hurting. And I think that's part of what the sunk album represents for me is that I just had to figure out how to stop hurting so much and how to stop hurting so much meant changing the way my relationships look right now you know and figuring out how to manage family you know honestly is the truth to it and that's kind of so it's 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 that's not to say that's been the like cure by any means but I I I definitely still experience like when I get really hurt it's often around like feeling abandoned or feeling um you know, knowing my unseen. triggers, feeling unseen, knowing my triggers. Cause it's not like I'm the kind of person who gets angry when like someone, like thankfully, when someone like pulls in front of me in my car or something mm-hmm. like are day-to-day triggers that That's like, the
1: anger I wrong with this person. I
2: generally feel very just pretty, I mean, I guess you could argue differently, but I feel pretty chill most of the time. Mine like,
1: it's chill most of the time. I'm
2: pretty just like whatever about most things but what really hurts me and makes me feel really um, afraid is still what makes me angry. And that has to do with like close partnership. And it's, it's definitely a challenge. It's definitely like sometimes, you know, I have to take space or I have to do some buzzing. I do a lot of like um, somatic therapy stuff like buzzing or humming. Um, like envisioning myself in safe spaces, going for a walk, mm-hmm. very body focused. Um, and I know now more than ever where I feel my anger because sometimes it's a physical cue before I even know I'm angry,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I feel it in my solar plex. And then I'm like, okay, I'm angry. And why am I angry? And what is the underlying feeling? Oh, something I do a lot now is I'll just say, you know, this thing that just happened hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Which can feel really vulnerable, you know. Like, <laughs> up even just saying that because sometimes, like when you're angry, when that's an angry response, you feel really strong, and like you can't you can't hurt me because I'm really angry right now. So like, like muscle, I'm safe.
1: Muscle emotion anger yeah. is can feel safer.
2: But like sometimes I'll like go pee and like sit in the bathroom just to take a second. Then I'm like, hey, what hurt me? And then I come back and I'll say to Ryan, this thing you just did hurt me and sometimes it's really small and that can also be embarrassing that i think part of the anger sometimes is that i'm embarrassed that i am hurt by something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's very minuscule but to be in a trusting relationship also just means that i trust that ryan will take my feelings seriously make
1: make fun of maya because like you know
2: and i think part of what i've been navigating is like i was not i feel you know whatever I feel that I was not seen for my feelings a lot in my Mm -hmm. childhood or my like very early adult years I guess I'm still an early adult I'm 26 but whatever like I'm an adult but I I'm wondering like when sims become adults instead of young adults (laughs) (laughs) I feel that it's an unlearning it's an unlearning for me that my feelings don't matter that's what made me angry is that my feelings didn't matter and Mm -hmm. I felt my feelings didn't matter. So I would just get angry, which makes me feel strong and safe. And like, you can't touch me. But what I really want is to be held and feel safe safe with someone else, you know?
0: So yeah. that's yeah. a lot of great work. A lot of great personal work. It sounds like.
1: Thank you. I think also, I mean, I can only talk, uh, <sighs> like just watching it, watching these things Maya's talking about. <laughs> but usually when she'll just bring up like this hurt me or this upset me and it doesn't even need to be about me or an action I did just something in the world, an interaction she had, she might say this upset me. That is like, that's an active way of processing it vocally and taking it out of your body and into the real world Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and dealing with it that way. Then that in contrast to, Like, not saying that and just simmering on it and, like, it building and collecting pressure and steam. And then that releasing maybe somewhere else that you unintended.
0: Exactly. I always think of it as the trumpet spit valve.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. um, Let me ask you guys this. Do you ever disagree when you're working on music together? And how do you handle those moments?
2: Well, I... Yeah, I mean, there was a time not like last week that I said something pretty aggressive that I didn't intend to be aggressive. Or like I said something that hurt Ryan where we, she
1: compared me to a, a thing that I wrote to a band that both Maya and I constantly. Thought of.
2: Yeah. And I <laughs> like part of the narrative here is that, you know, I get, I also felt like I shouldn't have said that and I feel badly about it. But part of what the reason I said it is because I didn't, again, like I didn't study music it's hard for me to explain a lot of the time what I'm thinking
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I actually, that's a time where I get frustrated. Like when I feel overwhelmed musically, I get frustrated and I get a little cold or snippy. And so part of the way Ryan and I have worked through that is that I use other musical examples to explain what I'm thinking instead mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so anyway, sure. I used this example that was really hurtful and I kind of said it in a cold way and so, yeah, for sure, there that's just one example of a time where it's like, you know, I we disagree, but it feels hurtful. But I think often we disagree and it's pretty respectful.
1: Yeah, usually, it's like, like another example is earlier in the interview, I was talking about the song that she wrote that is amazing. and we just had to like record it right there on the spot. And then the next day, I added like drums to it and this other section, and it, it it sounded really good. But and Maya Maya was there when I was recording it when I came up with the parts, and she thought it sounded really good. Mm-hmm. But then the next day when we listened to it, Maya was like, "This doesn't work,"
3: mm-hmm.
1: which is something that we you could say technically disagreed upon because mm-hmm. I thought it worked. But then we listened to the other version. Uh, the version without the drums and without the solo or whatever it wasn't like a guitar solo solo it was like you know added vibe, added vibe to it I guess um, that might sound more pretentious than guitar solo but <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyways we listened to the version without it and Maya was just totally right you know like it the song just just doesn't need that it's strong enough on its own
2: it's a delicate song and
1: something i've learned in this process is not to be like completely egoless but to be as egoless as possible Mm -hmm. and realize that the babehoven is not about me at all i mean i would say it's not really even about maya it's about like expressing feelings mm-hmm. and like, capturing emotion and expressing oneself without it being necessarily about oneself yeah mm-hmm. um so like to drop the ego like i'm not going to be upset that this guitar solo didn't get in i'm like well the song didn't need it i think you know like do i need this guitar solo maybe but the song doesn't need this guitar solo so i think
0: how do you you differentiate that uh
1: just separating yourself from the song because i am not the song um
0: so i need it because i think it sounds cool but the song doesn't need it because
1: it's like jam music. It's like jam music or whatever. Uh, not even jam music. Like, I really like heavy metal music, say. like, uh-huh. uh, And like, it's really fun. But it's like, when I play it, it's cool and it's fun. But then when I listen to it, I'm like, this is like kind of dumb. You know what I mean?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. that is like an extreme example of this. But like, some things are just more fun to play. Gotcha.
0: Okay.
1: Then- like, be like, oh, this is the song. And that's what I'm trying to say of like separating yourself from the song. It's really fun to play this solo thing in this song, but that doesn't mean that that's an enjoyable experience for the listener.
2: Gotcha. Also, the that works well for us in disagreement is that I think Ryan often. I've seen you kind of be like, you know, this is your song. Like yeah. you'll kind of just be like accepting that Yeah. I wrote the song. You know, yeah. like it's it doesn't have to be like yeah. obviously you write a lot of the parts instrumentally and you can shape the song too, but it's it's yeah. I've seen you kind of be like, Okay. Yeah. This is what you think. And yeah, I know
1: totally. Like it, you just
2: accept that, which feels good because, you know, I feel like, I don't know. I do feel a little protective over my songs. Yeah. Know? Like I, I want the final say, you know? Yeah. I want to feel that it's up to me.
1: Yeah. There's basically not going to be a thing on a Beethoven record that Maya didn't give the thumbs up to.
2: Yeah. Which is kind of why it's like we co-produce yeah. together. It's like Ryan comes up with a lot but if i don't
1: like it it's not going to go on even if i on. think it's like yeah. the thing ever you know that's ar- it's our it's kind of arbitrary that's why i mean like just trying it's like kind of trying to find an egolessness about about it
0: gotcha well it sounds like you guys have a dynamic that is really working the music sounds really beautiful what i've heard and i'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the ep and the new music that you're working on and uh, where can people find your music? Do you have a website?
2: We do have a website. Um, it's babehoven.com, but you can listen to it wherever you listen to music. Um, we're currently on Spotify's Fresh Finds Indie playlist, mm-hmm. which we're excited about. So, you know, go on there and you'll find us. Or you, there's, you know, we're on any other streaming mm-hmm. platform. We're also uh, selling merch. Yeah. on Bandcamp and we're about to announce um, a new Babe Hogan sunk hoodie with the album art on it that's pretty cute so yeah. we have kind of a lot of things in the work that there are ways to support us and we're selling CDs and yeah. um, For yeah. sure.
1: I'd say okay. definitely check us out on Bandcamp
0: yeah and is Woody going on tour with you?
1: Woody goes pretty much yes. everywhere with us Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure Yeah, it might
2: be that he stays with ryan's parents but i don't think so based on it'll be i doubt, it. Long
1: I be, doubt yeah. it yeah he's come on tour with us before so
2: he's pretty much just like
1: this is like i know people can't really see what he he's laying on maya's lap but this is this is what Woody does
2: <laughs> he just hangs out no
0: yeah
1: yeah
0: no. well thank you guys so much for being on the show
2: Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, this Thanks was for really having fun. Us. So, yeah, we're like glow like kind of glowing after Yeah, getting <laughs> to talk about our relationship.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, I want to thank Maya and Ryan of Beethoven. Please go check out their new EP, Sunk, out now. And also come out and join us this Wednesday at Cafe Mustache for Desert Liminal for this month's group session. That's at Cafe Mustache this Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Please visit musictherapypodcast.com to listen to other episodes and find out about other events. Music Therapy is hosted by Jessica Risker, is produced by Sullivan Davis of Local Universe and is engineered by Joshua Wentz in Chicago. I hope you guys have a great week. Peace and love until I see you again.